0: "'What are you doing?' Madge asked, reminding myself. "'What about?' "'I forget.' "'You're mad, you.' She opened her eyes just before the witching hour. In the moonlit room, everything took on an air of strangeness. Beside her, Madge slept. Beth would have liked to tell her the big plan, but Madge would only blab, and then all the girls at work would take the mickey. "'Beth and her magic, they hang witches, you know.' "'On a night like this, witchery must work. "'Witches knew a thing or two. "'She once watched her mother empty a teapot on the grass and chant a wish, "'so there must be something in it, "'but only a fool would let the world know what she was up to. "'She slid from the bed. "'Quietly she picked up her shawl, clogs, and the bone-handled bag,' that contained all the paraphernalia she would need to cast her spell, and her dad's letter, of course, which she carried about with her like a talisman. She reached her fingers into the bag and touched laurel leaves, lavender, rosemary and mistletoe. To give herself strength for the task in hand, she took out the rosemary, held it to her nostrils and breathed in. It was a sharp, no-nonsense smell, clean and clear, but with a terrible longing mixed in, a heartfelt longing for now to be then, when everything, which was never really all right, at least seemed to be. Most of all, she wanted her mam back, longed for her, could barely believe that she was no longer here, even though Beth and Martin had watched the coffin swallowed into the earth. It was no use wishing for her dad. He would come back when he was ready, and find everything changed and his wife and children gone. All she could do is what she would do, find Martin. This coming morning, by fair means or foul, Beth would find her brother. At first she had been persuaded to believe that it would be good for him to live on a hill farm. Surely to be on a farm, once again in the open air, with hens and pigs and plenty to eat, would suit him. It would not suit her, not now. The mill was to her liking. She chummed up easily with the other girls and women. They liked her face, and that she had a bit of life in her, and wasn't afraid to answer back. They were all in the same boat, ready for a laugh and a joke, and no going outdoors in all weathers. All the women at the mill said the same thing. She should not be surprised if Martin didn't come to the village. He would be busy during lambing time. Young stock would be turned out for the first time, There'd be cows carving, grass to harrow, muck to spread, as if Beth didn't know all that. The feeling that something was wrong had nibbled night after night into her sleep, causing bad dreams, even with the lavender under her pillow. He ought to have managed the May Day celebration. He ought to have managed church last Sunday. With no work today, Sunday, she would make it her business to find him she decided against leaving the house in the usual manner. Mrs. Holroyd slept in the kitchen alcove, her bed by the wall, claiming she never shut her eyes, never caught a wink these days. Beth could believe it, for though Mrs. Holroyd never spoke of the terrible thing, one of the girls at the mill had told her, having earwigged when her elders did their whispering. Mr. Holroyd had been brutally murdered outside some alehouse by an Irishman, a wicked Fenian. Beth could hear Mrs. Holroyd snoring, but decided not to risk tiptoeing down the stairs. The sash window rattled as she raised it. She put her clogs in the bag carefully, so as not to crush her herbs, and then hung the handle over her wrist. Now to shimmy the drainpipe. The windowsill looked wide, until the moment she needed to swing her backside onto the sill, and then suddenly it seemed too narrow. It looked slippery from the rain. Balancing carefully, holding the bottom of the window frame, she reached for the iron drain pipe that was further off than she thought. Her legs still in the room, her bottom on the cold sill, she leaned and reached. The drain pipe looked so solid, but creaked and moved. One of the black nails attaching the pipe to the wall had come undone. This might be where she tumbled to her death. If she fell, breaking a bone or cracking her head, who would find Martin?